Coming up, the game day preview as the Brooklyn Nets kick off the in-season tournament in Chicago, taking on the Bulls, looking to get above 500 for the first time this season. We talk betting lines, key matchups, and predictions coming up next. You are Locked On Nets, your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, yes, my friends, it is the Lockdown Nets podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team, the Brooklyn Nets, every single day and sometimes a little bit extra. When it comes to game days, breaking down the preview with the Chicago Bulls, Doug over there, Nori, Adam Armbrecht over here, and we have to dive in on whether or not we think the Chicago Bulls team is what we thought they were, Doug, an underachiever last season, a little bit long in the tooth, and maybe ripe to get picked off in the first game of this in-season tournament. Yeah, the Bulls are like one of those interesting franchises in this in the sense that they're not that they're interesting that they're not that interesting. Um, <laughs> they're just kind Dude, of the same. Aren't interesting at all. <laughs> Pretty much the same as last year. Like th- thought that they would blow it up uh, in the offseason didn't happen. We'll see if it happens this season. You know, they're off to a two and three start. Uh, you know, they've already seen little you know bibs and bobs of maybe like Zach Levine is a is a future sixer and things like this right well so we'll see kind of what happens with this team but for now yeah they're pretty predictable because we just have a i think we have a pretty good sense of just what they are as a squad because it's, again it's essentially except for like tory craig it's essentially the same team that they had last year which was middle of the pack not that exciting but not not necessarily or not anywhere close to a pushover either yeah, it's funny because I think there's like there's obviously some name cachet on this team. There are guys that that we look at as individuals and say they are quality NBA players, whether it's veterans like DeRozan or you mentioned Levine there. Vucevic has long been talked about as being, well, if you put him on this other team at some point, even Nets fans were clamoring for him along the way. When you see it's the Nets with a plus 3.5 spread and the over under 223, the first thing I note here is that the Chicago Bulls, they don't score a lot of points uh, through their first for, uh, four games here. They are 105. So that puts them sixth worst in the NBA right now in terms of production. The point differential is an absolute travesty. And when we look at their schedule right now, the other reason why they're not terribly interesting, I think, is because when you look at them and see the games that they've won and lost, well, they've lost to they've lost to bad teams or they've lost to middling teams, Toronto, Detroit. So they don't exactly instill, at least from my perspective, uh, listen, every game you have to go out and win, but are you surprised by the spread? That's obviously have their injuries, but I'm a little bit surprised that the spread is this high against Chicago. No, just judging. I mean, like I know that we're, so we're in Nets land and, and we're, you know, t- still riding high off the heat win and stuff like that. I Pretty think if you look late. in the, I think if you look, you're right. If you look in the aggregate of like what the Nets actually are and what they bring to the table on a game to game basis, this spread feels about right. Like I, I, I it's hard to imagine the net the nets can't be going into on the road with all these injuries against the team even if it's not that exciting that's still not terrible sure. right and and just expect them to be favored so i'm not really I'm not really all that surprised by it. I hear what you're saying. You know, look, in terms of offensive efficiency, Chicago's fourth worst in the league. They play a pretty slow-ish pace, I think. Actually, let me take that back. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they're well below average, 22nd in pace this season. Slower, not that all that efficient. But I think that they have actually specific issues, specific guys in this team that I think could give the Nets problems in this mm-hmm. game. And this, I don't think actually for even where the Nets are in terms of health and injury, 
that they're they they I don't think they line up particularly well with this team, and which we can talk about. Um, and I so no, I, seeing them as a as a dog, not a surprise. And I, as much as we love the Miami win, I don't think you can draw like massive conclusions about the team on a game to game basis going forward about that. So I'm not surprised by the spread. No, I, I, the one part, I, not the one part, several points I agree with you on. But again, when you're four games in, or in the case of um, Chicago, five games in, and excuse me, it was one, they won the game against the Raptors. They lost to the Mavericks, lost to the Pistons, lost to the Thunder. So you can yeah. look inside those forever they're worth. But point being is, these early season, early days in the NBA season, you can't overread into anything and you don't want to, you know, make it look like, well, this should be a pushover. The one matchup, well, let's start with Levine, right? 34 minutes a night, 24 points a game right now. You mentioned, you know, future 76er, but while he's a member of the Chicago Bulls, is he one of the guys that represents a problem for the Nets when you talk about maybe specifically not even having Claxton on the floor, the versatility of a switching defender? I think about Dorian Finney-Smith being in the lineup instead of Cameron Johnson. There's, there's certain things here where the scheme that the Nets are running now is going to come up against some good on-ball shot creators that could make problems for them. Yeah, I'm actually not. This is actually not the the matchup I'm the most worried about. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because I think we'll see, I think we'll see Simmons probably start on Levine. Um, would be my guess, right? Like yeah. you kind of get like a Simmons on Levine, probably like a DFS on DeRozan kind of thing. We'll see how, if that totally shakes out. We've we've seen Simmons pick up other teams' best on ball uh, on ball guards or at least on ball creators for the most part to start the season at least when they can. So I think and like and they're gonna switch everything again. That could be problematic for another matchup. I think that we're going to see here shortly that we'll talk about shortly. But in terms of Levine, like I'm not really, it's not like a guy on a game to game basis that scares you per se. Um, he is a guy like if he has it going and he's totally cooking, you are in trouble. He's already dropped 51 in a game yeah. <laughs> earlier this year against Detroit. They lost. It's hard, pretty tough. Just he scored 51. They lost by 16. Not, that's not an easy. Uh, that's not an easy one to do. <laughs> I know we say we want set records, boys, but we're kind of thinking in the positive category here. So he can get a cooking, but I, I, that's actually really for the Nets. This is a that's a matchup for me that lines up pretty well for them. Okay, the other one, and you mentioned just there on DeRozan, I, I like the idea. Royce O'Neal got used a lot. I actually think that this is where he can step up a little bit in that category on the defensive end of the floor, let alone offensively. The other one, before we get into just where we think some of these numbers can go, some three-way parlays that we want to get into from the betting standpoint, do you worry at all about Vucevic, who's shooting yeah. poorly from beyond the arc right now, 23% on the young season? He's normally better from deep, but I think, again, if you're talking about Levine and putting Simmons on that matchup, you are going to run into these expanding the, the the shooting profile here for the quote bigs on Chicago. Something that the Nets haven't had to really face that much over these first handful of games. Yeah, I misspoke. I, I should have said Royce on uh, on DeRozan and, and then DFS here on Vooch, uh, and that's that was my mistake. But the yeah, no, this is actually the matchup that I think is actually probably the most problematic for them. The Net, like you said, the Nets have not really faced an offensive center so far this season. I mean, sort of Bam. But he's kind of like a hybrid four, like and you know, just kind of a screen setter. And he's not gonna the usage is never gonna be crazy high for him. Uh Charlotte, it's like Mark Williams, no thanks. And D- Dallas was the Derek Lively thing, and they kind of end up going a little smaller. And then Cleveland didn't have Jared Allen, and Mobley doesn't really profile the same way as Vooch. Like this, this actually could be a problem for them because I think for all of Nik- uh, Nikola Vucevic's faults, one thing that he is good at is taking advantage of like sort of lesser defensive schemes when it comes to like opposing rim protectors. And Mm -hmm. he can, he's got like a wide body. He can score around the rim. He can, you know, 
come out to three-point land, which he's done, done a ton and hasn't really made a ton, but he, we've seen him be able to do it in the past. I, he's coming off a 2020 game <laughs> against Dallas with 20 boards. Solid. I call it do solid. think that, yeah, I think that this actually could be a, a, this could be a problem for the Nets. They haven't really had to face this guy, this kind of guy yet. They've struggled in the past with this kind of guy. They don't have Claxton, which you probably mm-hmm. can really, really use in this game. So I actually think that this is one Nets fans are always really wanting to go crazy about like when opposing centers crush us. I, this could be a game that's not going to make anyone feel better about that. So we'll see. But if he had another like 20 rebound game, I, I wouldn't be shocked um, just because the Nets could struggle here. This is where I feel like the Nets are going to need to do a good job offensively of, of trying to attack Vucevic at times, pull him away from the basket at times, yes. and maybe get him to some early foul trouble, right? You got to try to mitigate his offensive game by forcing him to do work on the defense. Or just like up. get that, or get like, get like guys, uh, we can go into, we'll, you know, we'll go into this in a second because there are a couple ways they can attack this. And guys, I think the games that this lines up decently well for, uh, for the Nets in this one. You got to talk about our parlay and whether or not Doug agrees with me with a Thomas Bridges, Finney Smith, little special coming up here in just a second. All right, before we get into that, tell you about our friends over at FanDuel. You can score early in this NFL and NBA season with the FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers on FanDuel are going to get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. So if you look over at this Brooklyn game they have going today, Brooklyn, like we already, we already told you that Brooklyn is the underdog here. They are plus 138 on the money line. So if you like, and look, we, we gave this to you last time when they played the Heat when there was plus 200. It's dropped a little bit. That's good. This spreads a little closer. Plus 138 on that money line. You go and put $5 on that. If you win, if the Nets win, so we're all in this one together, going to get $150 in bonus bets from FanDuel. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, no better time to get in on the action. Spreads, player props, over-unders, much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Kick off these seasons in style FanDuel official partner of the NFL. All right. So before we get into the backcourt here and talk about the three-way parlay that we're throwing out, just on Vucevic, you want to touch on one more note on how to on how to really break him down and his effectiveness. Yeah, yeah. If they're just they're gonna play drop, if they're gonna try to play drop defense uh, on them and the Nets are gonna be able to as long as they can navigate some of like these better defensive guards like Caruso obviously is amazing that's why he pairs really well here um and we can see he could be problematic for some of these guys but they're not like that across the board I think the Nets if they can attack that drop defense with guys that we know that can score in the mid-range like Cam Thomas like Mikhail Bridges you know I think this I think you could see Simmons have some issues here uh you know getting to the rim but in general the Nets do have guys that can punish this kind of defense if it's going right so that is where you can buy it back a little bit on Vooch on the other end of the court for sure yeah, and the other thing here for me, you mentioned Caruso. So now I talk about Cam Thomas. He's coming off of his first kind of struggling game of the season here. Caruso is a guy that can dig his heels in defensively. They have the Sunmu as well. He's shot decently from the perimeter and also has some length. Like the collection of guys inside of Chicago's backcourt, you want to put Kobe White in there as well. It's just like the right combination of a little bit of length, a little bit of athleticism. I think there's going to be – this is a good this is a good test for the Nets from the standpoint of some tests for certain players, right? Like Cam Thomas – is going to have to do a lot of work defensively in this game just to stay with whatever his assignment is, whether it's going to be the switches. I think at times they're going to get him onto the bad matchups anyway. But I do look at the Chicago backcourt, especially guys that we talked about this offseason, players we maybe dreamed the Nets would go out and pursue potentially. Caruso, White especially, Desunmu was gettable maybe. All three of those players really to me are, are potentially just difficult in certain instances on both ends. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, again, like it, this is one of those things where Chicago, and I kind of said it at the top, it's like one of these teams that it doesn't excite you, but it's it's hard to you you can't overlook them either. You can't right? poke so holes, the, right? It, right, exactly. It's like the very definition of a 500 team. I think, like, I mean, you can poke holes in it in terms of franchise building. I'm not sure exactly where <laughs> yeah. they're going here, but the, yeah. but in terms of just on a game to game basis, you it's you you really you really can't. So, and you definitely again, you can't look overlook them. They have plenty of talent here to not. I mean, this is far. There's a reason that, like I said at the beginning, there's a reason the Nets are underdogs. I, like they right. are probably as currently constructed worse than the Chicago team. I like the Nets' future prospects more, but mm-hmm. uh, on this one on a one game off, yeah, there's definitely dudes out there that can give them problems. All right, before we get out the door here, the three-way parlay that I'm looking at, then we'll give our predictions. I've got Thomas. Let's get him cooking a little bit from beyond the arc. Two plus three-pointers. Bridges, I'll just go with the standard operating procedure. doesn't matter if it looks great or if you notice it during the game. 20 points for him. Finney Smith, I give him the four rebounds here because he's going to need to do the work in the absence of Nicholas Claxton. Do we like this? Coming in at about, it's coming in at only plus 216. I didn't really go ultra aggressive here on this. Does any of this seem too far-fetched here? Maybe the rebounding for Finney Smith? Well, yeah, I mean, I think if you, I think the one thing we could probably see a little bit more, we can maybe see a little more Dayron Sharp in this game. Um, I can mm-hmm. see him, like he actually matches up a little bit better for what they're going to do. So I wonder if, if those minutes get, you know, X a little bit uh, for DFS. Uh, I'm not really sure. So, but you know, four rebounds, it does feel, it doesn't feel that high. And, and there's a reason you're getting just like sort of like lower implied odds on this because yeah. none of these, none of these are going too crazy. You know, DFS only three rebounds in 30 minutes last game against Miami. Sometimes that can be just sort of lumpy. I, I don't, um, I don't mind it, but I do, I would caution against that one because I do wonder if we see a little more sharp in this game, like it get teams get games where they don't have to switch everything. And you definitely don't want your, your smalls on Vooch. Like, Sharp can stay on the court a little bit longer. A total foul box, obviously, but yeah. the um, like, yeah, I just wonder if the, those that could cut into the minutes. And because if if he plays more minutes, that that kills everyone's rebounding props because he's such a good rebounder. So right. I would just I'd be a little hesitant on the DFS one. Frankly, keep an eye on Trenton Watford here as well. Again, yep. more athleticism can shoot from the outside that can force Vooch to have to do some different things defensively than you want. Are you taking? The Brooklyn Nets, as you suggested, on the money line here, the oh, 223, by the way, Nets 119, the Chicago, Chicago Bulls are 105. They, they put it right there on the number, 223. Are you taking Brooklyn to get the first win in-season tournament? Um, I'm going mm. to go Chicago here. But I'll go Chicago so that you can go with Nets and then take everyone out with a bang. How about that? That's right. That, that is always, always a man that puts the show and the fan base first. I'm going to – I will take the Nets here mostly because I said I, I've now championed the in-season tournament and that mattering. I also think when you look at the schedule ahead, Boston – when you talk about Milwaukee and Boston again in the mix here coming up for Brooklyn, they need, you know, need this win, must win. No, that's never happening this early in the season. But I think it'd really be a nice feather to get above 500 here and to put this in-season tournament in the right step as they go into some really difficult matchups over the next five to seven games. <laughs> I was just, I was, I forgot to mention this one before when I was talking about Vooch, but <laughs> on FanDuel, they, they have 10 plus rebounds, which minus 430. So it's like, it's, it's like, he's going to fall. Oh, he's getting 10. 10. He's getting 10. Now, the question is like, how far, and FanDuel just doesn't even want to go higher. <laughs> doesn't even want to go higher on the 10 plus. I mean, they have, they have a Vooch's rebounding prop. Real quick, I'll just get this. 
They have Vooch's rebounding prop at yeah, 12 and a half. So um, you can expect expect to see a lot of him <laughs> on the boards in this game. Now, but uh, overall, now overall, I like your thinking. This one's close for me. I, I try not to be too swayed by that kind of like epic Miami comeback. I, I think sometimes no, for fans yeah. that can just get a little too close to mind. And it's a great win, but I don't know if like Armani Brooks shooting every making every three is like real you know things things like that so i'm just like cautioning just i always want to pump the brakes just a little bit on not taking that last result to mean you know future things but at the same time i, I could for sure and we'll get out on this i could for sure be underselling it too like i might sometimes you could be too slow to the party on this stuff too <laughs> on like how good the on how good the bench is and everything like that so i think that it's an exciting game here i'm excited to get into it and we're gonna be live on youtube following the game as well you better believe it, man. Uh, yeah, always bullish and slightly overconfident. Yours truly, Adam Armrecht. We'll be back in, as, as Doug said, on the post game live on YouTube. So be a part of that and uh, get us, obviously, for these bonus episodes exclusively on the podcast feed over on Twitter at Doug Norrie, at Adam Armrecht, at Locked On Nets. We'll see you post game live following a Brooklyn Nets victory.